Yes, sir. <laughs> That's so off the time. All right, sorry, guys. All right. We're gonna teach you something real special. Real special today. This is two coins. Two coins. Two coins. My boy Wally. Wally. Then Ronnie. Ronnie. Wherever you're at, we're at. Showing two sides of the same coin. Let me know what y'all think. Two coins. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter today. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Two Coin Podcast, live and direct from SAC today. It's your boy Wally. And it's your boy Ronnie, the other side of the coin. And this week's episode is brought to you by Cardano. Make sure you get you some. For real. If you know, you know. Anyways, we got a very special guest back at it again, the one and only Tatiana Morris, aka the creator. What's up, everybody? The, <laughs> the legend. Behind happy to be Wood here. Morning. Yep. How you living? I'm living good. I'm living good. Yeah. You know how I do. We happy to be here. Tati has opened up her home today, so Two Coin Podcast is on the road once again. Facts. I'm happy you guys came through. I'm happy yeah, to have some have to. A space to do it. So hey, yeah, we we happy that you got like a little podcast environment already <laughs> out here. Already I yeah. came up in here like all. Shout out to the Laker. Remember, like, you know what I mean? The, the Kobe. <laughs> they Shrine. can't see it. We gonna keep the that. Kobe we gonna Shrine. keep it on the. Yeah, whatever. You know how I collect a little collecting. Just in case you're wondering what side she was on. Just in case you didn't already. <laughs> what know. side of the coin I'm on? Man, but Tati, we're talking about this like a little bit off camera. Um. How, like, SAC is, like, super far off and, like, away from everything. How do you like living out here just in general? I like SAC. I feel like um, it's a great place to raise a child. It's a place, great place to, like, get things started. It's a great starter area. So, like, if you're just not wanting to buy a home, it's kind of just past that time. But there's still little areas in which you can get a home at a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the new Golden One area. So, you have uh, the new Doco area, which is new to the Sacramento area where... They redid the whole arena. Yeah, the Kings and, Arena, they, they renamed it. To yeah, the so they renamed Ocean. it. They moved it from Sleep Train. Sorry, I'm not a native Sacramentoian. Sleep, sleep Train just sounded corny. <laughs> so if I say something... This sound like people sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it, wasn't, it wasn't really the best. So then they made Golden One, and I just think that it really uh, it really made a huge difference on like what's out here. So now it kind of has a nightlife. Yeah. There's a lot of brunching. There's a lot of other stuff that you can do that... Uh, that keeps it fun yes most definitely so it's not really most people would say it's like in the middle of nowhere but Sacramento's pretty on they got a they got a professional soccer team you got a minor league baseball team and you got a professional basketball team so I mean personally speaking like I'm not out here that often but the times that I've been to Sac I've always had fun yeah, it's a, <laughs> like, you can have fun, especially if you get out there. You just got to get out you gotta there. You got to know people, yeah. Yeah, they, you just have to, there's a downtown, and the downtown is turned up. Like yeah. I was about it, to say, like, y'all kind of got your own little city that y'all built out here. Like, you know how the Bay yeah. got its own little mm-hmm. vibe out there? Same, like, inside. got their own, little, their own little vibe going on, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But um, Tati, as you all know, is the uh, creative and creative director and owner of Wood Morning, the brand. Boo, um, boo, boo. Two, co- two Coin Podcast promoted the brand a couple always, of times. Yeah, always, always. So, um, Go buy. And just in case y'all really didn't know, she the one at the beginning in the intro, man. Come on now, y'all. You already know. Yeah, that's her voice. Two Coin, <laughs> my boy Ronnie Wally. Yeah, that's her voice. Hey, right pretty, there. I, I'm trying to collect my royalties when I can't. Look, I'm hey, just like, man. <laughs> it's like I'm a just, you know we got that. As long as I can be on the show, it's it's free to me. Man, hey, put it this way. He's a real homie here. It's a 10-year investment. Oh, you're gonna course. come back, circle around. You're gonna get your cut. We yeah. a hey, once we've we been, all top dogs. We've been rocking <laughs> for a while now, so y'all know it's always love as oh, we yeah. love Big to face. support. Yeah, for so sure. good morning. That's my my thing. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah so that's your baby that like we really yeah. saw. Grow. We saw the birth of it exactly. That's so I was gonna crazy. like for us, we don't even really need much of an introduction of what what morning is. But for the people that are watching that might not know or, or like are unfamiliar people, with the brand. You know what I mean? 
just give us like a general gist of what it is, um, how you came up with the idea and how it came about into what it is like today and where it's going. So I started with Morning uh, almost 10 years ago. Almost. I started in 2014. Um, I did it to fill a need of wanting high-end clothing but not really wanting to pay the crazy price or just wanting something that was new vintage. So that's that's my era is new vintage. Mm -hmm. So bringing back a lot of old looks and a lot of old vibes and themes and color schemes and uh, mixing it with the new. So a little a little bit of fusion, even though I hate to use that word. Yeah. Um, but Wood Morning is always ever-changing. It changes with my mood and how I feel, too. So I think that's what keeps it kind of exclusive. Um, it's always I different. Think, not to cut you off, every drop is like unique to add to that point. Yeah, I really, yeah. I really dive into the storyline of what Wood Morning is. I don't just make clothes. So it's like, I think when people start following me, they follow the story. They follow where I come from, how I get down. And it kind of just comes with it. So for the people unfamiliar with the story, like what is the story of Wood Morning? So if Wood they're unfamiliar morning, with you, how do you get down? You know, Wood Morning is pretty much like okay. So you're asking about like how what how the brand start or kind of like how it. Yeah, we can start with that. Like how yeah. the brand start. Yeah. So the brand started when I got to San Jose State, and I just noticed a lot of people would ask me like, "Oh dang, like I'm surprised you put that together like that. I would never wear that together, but it looks good." Or oh, like that's about just, random just people, just things I would just put on, yeah. and a lot of stuff I would put on was like thrifted. Goodwill. And so I was like, all right. Like, I remember I went home after my freshman year and I was just like, I'm going to start a brand. And I just, first thing I made was some hockey jerseys. So I'm really big on, I've always been a big sports fan. That's why we're all here today. Mm -hmm. uh, been a huge sports fan, been a big fan of clothing and style and things of the sort. And I think those things are all synonymous, music, sports, fashion. Yeah. It kind of all mixes and delves. I'm a big music head. So I started making clothes and then... Um, I started bringing in production and kind of creating a story with every concept and with every collection and keeping it exclusive, but keeping it high quality. Um, and now I just pretty much scale up at this point. So now I'm going more high end. Yeah. That's pretty much what I'm working on right now. Um, I'm kind of rebranding a little bit. Okay yeah, just slightly, but I really want to take what morning in a different area and you guys are going to see a lot more events out of me and a lot more shows and a lot more um so when you a say lot more showings when you say rebranding like pop-up shops yeah like a whole like a lot more a lot more in your face stuff yeah so i mean i wouldn't even call it a rebranding but just like expanding the brand yes, right expanding, so it's yes. like it's becoming more than just like a clothing brand yes yeah. because i know that there's so much more to the experience that wood morning gives like i want wood morning is that thing in your closet that you know i can pair this with anything and it's hot Mm -hmm. Like it's staple pieces, staple pieces that pop. So a lot of color mixes, a lot of color fabrics that are missing. I like to play with all that stuff. So if you mix all those things together and then you add on different concepts and videos and things like that, I feel like it's a whole. Yeah. We're not just a brand like we it's a business like yep. we have there's multiple things that we can do and i want to show more of what we can do it's crazy i mean i have a different perspective on it because like obviously like i i i saw where it came from to where it is now just because being friends with you and like knowing you it's just like it feels like everything that comes out has your stamp on it like your signature style it's not even like something i can describe or put into words but it's just like it's tots you know and that's and that's so hard to facts it's really hard to uh reflect that it's really hard to let people know like until they people need to see me and know me yeah and, you know and yeah. i think 
I've been doing a lot of online, you know, COVID sat us down for a long time and now I'm just itching to get back out. For sure. That's what's so up. So you'll see a lot more of that. Hey, let me ask you this. You think COVID, I mean, obviously probably at, at one point it did like negatively affect it, but do you like think it actually helped your brand grow? It did because I like I got to reflect a lot. Mm-hmm. I got to, it, what happened was in 2019, right before everything happened, I had had a show and it was extremely successful and I had a great time. And I just knew like, from planning that show and planning everything for it, I was like, I like this feeling. Like, I like how it works with my brand. My my followers like it. People that like Good Morning are here. New people are here. So I wanted to give that full experience. Yeah. I appreciate a good experience. I'm somebody who pays for experiences over things. Mm. So if I can give you an experience, then you'll feel me through the, that experience. So it's kind of like delving into a new piece of my creative to see what, what I can pull out. I feel like he would have been a good uh, museum curator, too. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of that. I can readily. gas anything. Yeah. Most definitely. Sure. <laughs> That's why Enterprise got you. Oh, you, know, <laughs> you know. Shout out to shout out to my peeps. But I was going to add a little comment earlier. Like, <clears throat> I didn't want to cut you off. But, like, in terms of when you said, like, the quality of material, I could just speak to that personally. Like, remember the other day, bro, when we went to, like, Topgolf and, like, I threw on that hat? Yeah. hat. And it was the wood morning, the jean jacket. The oh, yeah, that one's a hot the classic. Denim. Yeah, bro, that shit goes with anything. And mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, like, I, need, I fucking need this. <laughs> Ronnie, how long do you think you've had that hat? Probably like seven years now. Yep. It's still rocking, it, it right? It looks like brand that new. One, bro, even that uh, the hockey jersey. Mm-hmm. Still rocking. Right. The classic. Everybody yeah. knows if it's if it's wood morning, you're going to have it. And if For you years. don't, it's because you gave it to somebody else. And I, I appreciate the hand-me-down gifts, too. I love to see somebody in it that was like, oh. I got this from somebody else. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So, nah, in terms of like... keeping this shit for life. I'm, my kid's going to be walking around like rocking wood more than it's like, bro. Hey, that fucking... That uh, hockey jersey is going to be like an artifact. You're going to have to find oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. People are... People be on that hockey jersey. Like, yeah. they're like, where is it that I need it? Speaking of artifact, it's I got to get pass, baby. Right here. <laughs> my boy Wally. Classic. Yeah. But now, I was going to say, Tati, um, like... In terms of your operations of like Wood Morning, um, we had a little conversation about this offline, like how you're talking about, you know, X amount of people you got on payroll, et cetera. Like, yeah. where are you at in terms of that? And like, where do you see yourself going in terms of how big and like how booming your operations could be, like, say, within the next five years or so? Oh, in the next five years? Yeah. That's funny. I was just thinking about this other day. Um, I think I'm scaling up on other businesses outside of Wood Morning that mm-hmm. will scale up Wood Morning. Yeah. So um, the issue with being a creative is that it's harder to crowdfund and have investments because it's all based off your creative, not really based off of anything else other than that. It's risky to put all your Unless you it. want to make fast fashion and, you know, just pump out clothes at Zoomies. So that's kind of how that business runs. Zoomies still exist? Yes, and, oh, it's still, and it still has a million pieces in there. I was 15 years old all up in Zoomies, dog. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Yeah. But anyways, I'm just kind of like... Zoomies adapted hella random, but Zoomies adapted through the years, you know what I mean? It used to be totally different, and it Literally. just kind of fell off. It used off. to be a skate shop. Yeah, and then it went to something else. Yeah. Now it's the, hey, you trying to look like them fools in the video? Yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> Starter like, pack. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. I think in the next five years, as I scale up on other things, being a real entrepreneur, always investing my money into something else, kind of making a lot of strategic moves with my money, mm-hmm. um... Right now, I have two people on staff, almost three. Um, so, I mean, I would the like to The fact that you even have a staff is just, is in and yeah. of itself is an accomplishment. I mean, honestly. shout At out to stage. my, my all-girl staff, always, yeah. always minority girl staff that I keep with me. Shout out to them. Um, yep. 
I just, you know, I keep my girls with me. They make the right decisions, and uh, I know that I can trust them out with anything and everything. So it's it's just my team right now, and I, I'd like to elevate on that. So if anybody's looking, I'm always looking for new, hey, always looking for new in. work. Yeah. <laughs> Not. Hey, so, I mean, I want to ask, like, obviously Wood Morning came out through your time in San Jose, right? Yeah. You think that it would have been the same way had you gone anywhere else? No. Ooh, that's a good question, bro. The reason why I don't is because I met so many different people at San Jose and I was just so comfortable. And I don't feel like I would have been as comfortable. Maybe if I was further away from home, I was always accessible to go home if I needed to. Or maybe if I didn't really have the people I had met, like, first day. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Brittany and Whitney. Yeah. First day. You know, like, the people that lived that on my floor. Shout out just... Moheb. You know, shout out all my people. Like, all it's... All homies. All of them. Kayla, Amico. Yeah. I'm shouting out all the homies. Uh, Lacey, yeah, Capria. Yeah. I'm shouting out all the homies. Oh, I, yeah. If I forgot about you, I still love you. But <laughs> still, it's just, still, look, still love somebody's going to call me later like, Ty, you forgot about you me. Didn't I bet you 20 bucks, bro. It's going to be somebody. I love you. Yeah. But like, I think if I wouldn't have met the people that was there, I wouldn't have had the experiences and learned the things from all of you guys too, coming from different areas of the world coming from different experiences i don't think i would have been able to curate what i have now yeah because yeah it's something that we always talk about and like hard back on on this podcast it's yeah. like the different like experiences and the different like the diverse like amount of people that i met and like the different like cultures yeah. that i was like exposed to was crazy like it made me like a better person to be honest it's five years of a big experience yeah. like and for some of us it's still like the fo- it was my the focal point that really got me catapulted into the world in a way that, like, you really don't think you are socially. Yeah. yeah. I won't say it did it for me professionally, but socially, like, the way I feel about, like, my relationships and who I know and how I grew as a person. And even your worldview, <laughs> bro, because it shapes your worldview because you see, like, all these people from all different corners of the world and you forget how diverse of a place it is. Yeah. And it's it, you connect with all these people on a different level, too, because, like, y- like, you meet different people throughout college, right? And you establish different so friendships different and people. relationships. And they're all on a different level. Like, I have, like, fr- like. And I'm sure you do and you do. Like, friends from San Jose State that don't even know other friends that you have from San Jose State. Exactly. Like, that have never met you guys mm-hmm. before. You know what I mean? So People are like, I've never met you before. And exactly. Like, Man, and I went here this whole time. Yeah. Those type of relationships with different types of people, like, expands your worldview like crazy. I agree. Yeah. It, it really made me who I am today and, like, so many young, like, entrepreneurs and musicians and a lot of people just doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Even if that was, like... Your homie like slinging shoes or whatever the case was. Everybody was after something. Like I ain't gonna lie, bro. SJ got a lot of raw talent. Oh, yeah. like a lot time. of raw yeah. talent. I've been to so many talent shows, Black Student Union shows. I've spoken to so many people in the quad. Like as you, I'm talking about. Shout there's out to so Nevin. much. There's so Shout much knowledge at San Jose State just walking around. Yeah. Teachers are out. I hope that COVID doesn't hinder that for people where they can't have that same experience that I felt like I had where I knew that I could stop in and talk to anybody at any time. That's something that's crazy. Like, I was about to say, fucking uh, with COVID hitting, right? Mm -hmm. Think about our freshman year, that whole experience. Think about other people that went to college that had that freshman year experience. They shut shit down in March, which is like right smack in the middle of like your midterms or like your spring semester. But even then, so put it this way. Yeah, you, what do you think is worse? You starting school off in fall and you get half an experience of your freshman year or you being a soft, uh, senior in high school, getting ready to go to college, and then right when you're done with senior year, 
COVID hits. I think it's senior year because with like. So I like, think it sucked for senior year because they didn't get to graduate. They didn't get to go to prom. Exactly. Like, like, and and like, those, those are things that mean a lot to you. Like, senior year, you know, like a majority of these people that are in your class, you're probably not going to see again. And for you, the and, rest you, of your life. And it's correct. You're not going to see them again. Like, And so you want to make... Like, luckily, like, I got to make the most out of, like, my last six months of my senior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There were, like, even the people that I haven't seen since then. But like you said, the last six months. That yeah. That happen. Exactly. It's so depressing. But, like, whereas with college, like, your first year, I don't know. Like, we were all in the dorms, right? I feel like by March, I was already, like, well Solidified. I was well yeah. Like, I had my the same group of people that I still kick mm-hmm. with to this day. Yeah. Right? So, it, like, I felt around for a couple groups before I was like, all right, I'm, I was always... Uh, I but, keep but, myself not accessible. I'm always like on the run. Exactly. Like put it this way, bro. By March, I think like we, we started talking about like getting our spot together. Yeah. You yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel like even then, I think we started like fully kicking in like January, February. You know what I mean? And yeah, if we're kicking it in these baby ass rooms, then we really care about each other. Exactly. Yeah, facts, bro. Or we would just kick it outside no matter what the weather was. But we're like we're outside. Used to be like 15 deep. Just doing nothing. Oh, yeah. smoking. We used to be like, going crazy. Just post. You gotta fuck with somebody to kick it with somebody. That was like so that. reckless, like bro. Living in, like if you imagine living there and not smoking weed and like all these fucking little kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, y'all remember that one dude at the fucking apartments that would always just be bitching, yelling from his apartment window. Oh my gosh, what would case. he be mad about? Bro, we we not the first and we not the last. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we just another class that just came through. Yeah, and you gonna see it every year the same way. Yeah, but I mean, like, like, going back to the COVID thing, like, yeah, like, having it freshman year of college would suck, but I feel like I'd be able to move on a little bit. At least you got that first, I see what you're saying, you got the first half of it where, like, at least you got a whole semester, you know what I mean? Let me throw y'all another curveball, like, how do you feel about having, like, going through the pandemic at this stage of your life? Do you feel like this was the right stage, so to speak, like, for you to experience something like this, or do you think... Oh, it's the best stage Do you think it held you back? Nope, I feel like I'm at the, I'm at my best health. I'm at my best wealth. I'm at my best like mental status of like me where I know who I am and what I need and how to manage that. Where like I just made sure that it didn't really affect me very much. Like I yeah. kind of took it as like, okay, if everything's slowing down, then we're all gonna slow down for a little bit. I would happen to continue to make income and have a dog mentality all the time. Oh, yeah. So I think it kind of inspired me a little bit and showed me that. The government can do whatever they want to do, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. The conspiracy theory in me is just kind of like, you guys just showed me that you guys can pay us, no problem. You government can pay showed every- their ass the Listen, past year. They I'll showed it, their ass. I'll keep it very simple. I try not, once we get into politics, it's going to be really, you know, we're going to turn up. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, they showed me straight up that they can pay everybody's bills and they can do whatever they want and they can create a cure for something in two weeks and they can do that. So why would I trust that anything I have can't be taken away from me if I don't make it myself? Thanks. So what really happened to me over the pandemic was that I became a dog about working for myself. I became I, a I dog about I became a dog about letting my parents work for my company and their companies within our LLC. Yeah. I do not want anybody to be like I can't work because I have to keep this kind of health insurance. I'm over it. Bro. Because y'all can do whatever y'all want to do. So I'm Let me put it my this family way. is going to be working for me in the next five years and that's what it's going to be and everybody's going to retire and we're even if it's chill. not happening yet the fact that you're already setting it up is like oh. just speaks volumes it just but it like, really it slapped me in the face you guys were able to give everybody money and there's space. people living out on the streets you're talking about a trillion dollar stimulus like 
trillion like bro we talking about throwing that word out there. we trillion. talking about multiple though yeah. it's not just one package that came that's the crazy you just pulling it. trillions out of your ass hey but the one hey one thing i will say though about this whole thing happening the way it did obviously for people like us i, I feel like it was great for people in their mid mid to late 20s because it had you like get ready for adulthood way yes quicker. but also it's beneficial because now it's like bro you got 18 19 20 year olds that are investing and thinking about their next four yep. years in in a way that they wouldn't have been forced to sit down, mm-hmm. slow down, and evaluate. Yeah, you know what I mean. You literally just made the same exact point I was gonna say. Cause like I asked that question because I feel the same way, bro. Like I feel like this is the perfect stage in my life for me to go through something like this. Like yeah, if it was up to me, I wouldn't go through something like this at all, right? But if we wanted to go through it, right? Like <laughs> we here. I'd rather be like what like twenty five than I was at twenty one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. or because that I am at thirty when I'm really trying to get established. Even like, really, like scientifically speaking, like your mid twenties is when like. They say your like prefrontal cortex develops. Yeah. So that's when you fully become like a person. Yeah. Like a, like, a, like a functioning adult, right? And like when you have the opportunity to kind of like slow down and evaluate everything in your life, and like make the necessary move. Everybody that I know personally has made like moves over the past year that are putting them in a better spot. Like, I agree. I, I, I can say that for a fact. Right? I agree. And I feel like that wouldn't have happened without COVID. So like for us, like in this age, I feel like it was almost. I hate to say it because it was so tragic and a lot of people lost their lives. Yeah. But like the fact that like everything slowed down and it gave us a chance, those of us who have the luxury to still work. Yeah. It was a good time for it to happen. I agree. You know? If you're able to still be able to work and kind of find your way, it was a very opposite for others. I can't speak on their experience, but. Because yeah, you talk, you talk about the government, like you could easily just sit here and be like evicted from your like apartment. Yep. Like, I could be evicted from my, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I could be between jobs right now or some shit. I always struggle with that, like really getting deep into that idea of how the system works and where it can take you and kind of just having to always manipulate something like, yeah, always. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh But I mean, you got to also think like, yeah, there is a lot of people that, you know, I mean, between jobs or whatnot, but I'm not going to lie. Like Americans, especially Californians, you know what I mean? They were getting paid at least four thousand to five thousand a month for a whole on the year. PPP. You know what I mean? And it's one of those like if you didn't do nothing with that bread, like bruh. I'm not gonna lie, like my brother like quit his job and was sitting on his ass just collecting unemployment and DoorDash. But, he, but he's stacking. and like making hella money. I'm like, bro, like that's the dream. All I'm gonna say <laughs> is the me? people who came up on this shit, like the real PPPs, yeah. the the people who really like I hope you did something with it that can make you more money. You feel me? Because they're going to come back and grab that from you. That's what people didn't understand about the I took all of my stimulus money and threw it in the stock market. Threw it in investments. Oh, yeah, the whole whole check. check. (laughs) I didn't touch any of it. If anything, maybe pay a credit card down or something, like something that's going to benefit me in the long run. But this is free money. I can't be thinking about this money as something that's going to be paying my bills. I should. I don't even... What is this blood money? Should I put the stimmy in Cardano? Damn near double it. <laughs> what is Cardano? <laughs> hey, all right, hold up. We gonna we, we gonna <laughs> hear this, hear this <laughs> You better keep it keep it keep it <laughs> slim. Here, nah, here come the rent. And where do I and where do I? It ain't it ain't it ain't a rent. Ain't none of that. It's one of those right now, like bro. So Cardano is is pretty much a third gen crypto. You know what I mean? The dude. Mm. The dude who created it was a co-creator of Ethereum. He left Ethereum because he didn't like the way Vitalik was going with that whole direction. Okay. Vitalik. And Vitalik is the the nerdy little Russian dude. Yeah, nerdy little Russian dude. That yeah. he's pretty much the create, like the creator of fucking Ethereum. He's the face of Ethereum. 
Charles Hoskinson is the dude that left Ethereum to create Cardano. He created Cardano back in 2017. And they got a scientist name, Charles Hodgkinson. 2017, uh, 2017. So since then, now, four years, these motherfuckers have been in the cuts developing their brand, developing their project. Mm-hmm. For the past three years, obviously, in the last bull run, Cardano fucking caught that wave of all yeah. the other up-and-coming coins. Shot up to a dollar with, with, as just an idea. It was at its genesis. Yeah. 2018, 2019, 2020, up until, you know what I mean, the, have, the Bitcoin halving, which happened in the summer of 2020, Cardano was sitting at anywhere between two to four cents. Okay. Last summer, once uh, the halving happened, you know what I mean? Ethereum started doing DeFi. Attention started coming onto the crypto space again, a little bit. Then Binance started doing their, you know what I mean? They introduced smart contracts. Yeah. And they created DeFi on their project, uh, you know what I mean? With the Which Binance. basically means the price goes up. Yeah. You, you feel me? The, Having a smart contract pretty mean, pretty much means you have projects being built under this one main Which project. Is like the price is guaranteed to go up. Almost. Through this, Cardano, you know, last year, $0.14, cents, $0.25. Cents. Then this year, over the, uh, what was it, back in April, hit its all-time high and then shot past it, got all the way to $2.20. Then about, I want to say, maybe a month ago, um, the IOHK Foundation, Cardano's entire group, they announced, um, one, that April 25th, a couple days ago, Japan's major exchange was introducing Cardano. April 25th. Mm. I mean, not April, August 25th. Uh, my bad. In, uh, was allowing Cardano to be purchased. So now you have 126 million new people that have access to purchase this crypto. All it needs is on, just like the. Like, on top of that, September 12th, they announced the date. September 12th, uh, smart contracts is coming to Cardano. So right now, it's almost sitting at $2.87. Mm. And it's still at a market cap I'll of like nine. Right. I, I got in at like two dollars and thirty cents, and now it's at two dollars and eighty cents. And I've it ain't about when you got in either. Money. It's like you got to think about this too. Cardano was actually working Where can with you different. Purchase Cardano. You can get it at Coinbase. You can get it at Binance. You can get it Yo, at, at, to, like, at any I'm major exchange. Like, I'll, t- I'll put it it's to you on this Coinbase? way. Yeah, you can get it off of Coinbase. But I would say don't hold it on Coinbase. Get you the Daedalus wallet. Hold it off your hold it on an off wallet, and I just sit on it for ten years. Ten years. I mean. 10? What are you doing with stocks? You sitting on a company, right? Are you doing day trading with it? This is nah, my 401 k I mean, like, you feel I get me? it. I Cause, get cause, it. Because put it this way. The time to make the two cents to $2, you missed that trend. You know what I mean? But now we're looking from $2 to like 10 15 over the course of the next five years. I'm saying 10 because you got to think about Bitcoin cycles. Yeah. You remember in 2017 when people saw $20,000 on a Bitcoin went crazy? Yeah. Right now we're at, at fucking... 50? Bruh. And we're not even at the peak yet. Mm-mm. It already had an all-time high of like 68. To put it to put it like in layman's terms... Um, Go get you some Cardano. No, no, like... <laughs> so for the people who, don't, like, who know like the basics just about crypto, right? Like Bitcoin... Blow, blew up first, right? Yep. yep. People got rich off it. Ethereum, Ethereum blew up yep. second, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Got, get the fucking Cardano right now. So what uh, has, is Ripple dead now? Are we done with so Ripple? So Ripple's going through like an SEC lawsuit. They still dealing with it. Okay. So it's one of those you can put your money in it. If they end up winning that, then you know what I mean. That price is about to skyrocket. But if they don't, then you're gonna lose your money. I'm exactly. not. Ta- you think that's what slowed it down? Yeah, bro. Because people don't. Because if the if SEC shuts them down, they're done. It's over with. SEC's that's daddy. That's just over. But not yeah. a like even outside of that, the reason why like the whole September twelfth shit is like important. We're about to see hundred x, fifty x, twenty five x, ten x opportunities coming to, from two projects that are being built on Cardano's network. The same shit happened with uh, is happening right now with Solana. Solana is another top ten crypto. Okay, has its own ecosystem. You know what I mean? Fucking shout out to the uh, shout but, out. To hey, the- if you got if you if you're holding any crypto right now, like any substantial oh, amount. Yeah. September twelfth. Think of it like, uh, 
if you hit the lottery, but you knew it ahead of time and you knew what day you were gonna <laughs> you were right. gonna hit it, you just didn't know the dollar Upcoming amount. Upcoming projects, bro. Projects like ADAX with the ticker ADAX is gonna be the top decks on fucking Cardano. Right now, it's literally sitting at a market cap of like 125 so mil. So what's going on on September? Hey, Cardano, sponsor me, bro. Like I'm putting literally, you, I'm giving bro. you a platform. Hey. Get send me so some money. September 12th. So when DeFi came on Ethereum, projects were built on Ethereum, and that you okay. were able to stake and earn rewards by holding tokens and farming is what they would call it. Okay. You know what I mean? So farming is basically you put you're holding this certain token on a platform and you get paid in that platform's yeah. token. That's just the basic way to put it. Then that same thing came on Binance once Binance introduced their own smart contract net. The whole yeah. point of having these upgrades or these other blockchains are coming with their own um with their own networks. Ethereum's network is mad congested. Just like Bitcoin's. But outside of that, to make transactions on the Ethereum network, one transaction could run you hundred fifty to a thousand dollars. Just to move money or just to trade between these coins. Mm. On Binance's, this shit's anywhere between like 15 if to 25 Binance cents. Binance is even working when and you're on. Cardano, no, no, no. It's... Not Binance the exchange. I'm talking okay. about Binance's like... Oh, like their smart, crypto. Like their smart their, contract. Their smart contract yeah. ecosystem. The Binance smart chain. Yeah. So then now Cardano's doing that. It's about to be faster and even more cheaper. Anywhere probably from like a penny to two pennies per transaction. Mm. And this makes a difference when guaranteed you're... Guaranteed users. Guaranteed traffic, which is guaranteed money for literally. The, the holder of the coin. And you got to think, DEXs and... So general- I need to get in before the 12th? Oh, you get in. Before the 12th. I said get in like in the next... Should I get in tomorrow morning? Yeah. You should get in right now if you can. <laughs> okay, but I'll nah, get in for before, real. before you guys leave today. Nah, big facts. But nah, that's just my little... You guys right just now. owe me dinner hey. in 10 years if it doesn't work out. In well, 10 hey, years. Watch the segue. Watch the segue right here, though. What was I the date? Segue. September 12th. Oh, September 12th. That's a day after 9-11, right? Oh, we got to say... 9-11, we like tragically lost a bunch of lives you know here yeah. in the United States because of a terrorist attack a terrorist attack that was you know yeah. operated and funded basically all in Afghanistan Afghanistan through the US government that we invaded in 2001 in our war on terror we just pulled out of Afghanistan like sloppily I mean you guys have been watching the news and everybody else yeah. kind of has like a general idea of what's going on even if it's completely basic yeah but I don't know man I want to ask you Tati like our guest first or Ronnie, if you want to chime in first. What are your thoughts, man? Just give me your thoughts. I just always feel like as Americans, we get into things we don't even need to be involved with. Facts. I think that's probably our main issue is we... We can't mind our fucking business. We can't mind our business. We spend hella money doing stupid stuff. We lose hella lives doing dumb things. And really nobody even asked for that. And what happens is all Americans do is go out there and get corrupt if that makes sense. I, and I hate to say it like that. Not all of them. And, you know, shout out to the U.S. Naval Force and Army. My dad's a vet. Shout out to the whole military system. But I just feel like what ends up happening is that Americans are about greed. So if money talks, people are going to do things outside of that. So I feel like we went there to think we were going to fix something and end up feeding fuel to the fire of what was already going on there. Well, the simple yeah. thing is like war, war is profitable, right? We would all agree war is profitable. Oh, it's most definitely profitable. So oh, it, anything you know anything that's profitable, if, whether it's war, whether it's keeping guns circulating across like citizens, yeah. whether it's whatever bullshit you can think of that's still happening because it's profitable, the only reason it's happening is because it's profitable. Bro, I'll say this, man. As just far like, as, like crime, uh, incarceration. Crime. like gun, We could ban guns tomorrow and just put an end to all this shit. I mean, oh, I, don't, I don't want y'all to do that, but nah, I do think that there's not other all of it. We but like, do. we'll put us up, like you know. Nah, if they put a ban on guns, it's only the people that 
are gonna get. I actually been planning on actually getting one soon. I think it's a good purchase of mine. I mean, well, I mean yeah, if motherfuckers but are out nah, here with AKs should. and shit. Like I'm gonna keep a gap. But nah, hey, I'm gonna say this about that whole Afghanistan shit. Yes. So first off, shout out to Nick Richie, fucking Jonathan, Nick's fucking brother and oh, fucking yeah, shout cousin out Nick, that actually fought out there during that time, and all the motherfuckers that actually like. Actually out there fighting. Salute. So I'll say the one benefit that came out of like that whole involvement was that, yeah, to an extent, like, you know, I mean, Afghanistan became progressive in terms of women's rights and women's like getting educated. We were talking about this earlier, like 20 years is enough to educate two different generations Mm -hmm. that otherwise normally wouldn't have. But then now it's like the outcome that we see in, it's literally just a byproduct of this would have happened regardless. Like that 20 years, our involvement was just a blip in their regular, you know what I mean? Their yeah. history and just the way the shit is already run in that area. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't think we helped. We didn't help. I think, I mean, if not, anything, I'd say the, not, not, I'm okay. Let me not say it like that. We helped in ways that you don't think of. We helped in ways that we weren't even trying to help. Exa- in, exactly. That makes sense. Exactly. We almost it's like getting um, credit for some shit you didn't mean to do. We, we yeah. almost, um, how do we say this? Um, fast forwarded their timeline on progression yeah. Because a lot of money comes into the area, a lot of education yeah, exactly. comes into the area. They were a lot able of programs. They were, we, we were talking about this. They were able to build like roads because it's a mountainous country, right? So yeah. it's hard to get in between valleys and like different mm-hmm. cities are located like at the ends of mountains. Yeah, so yeah. it's hard to get through the country. Like the U.S. was able to build like they didn't connect the whole country, but they but were they, able to build roads. Some sort of. But yeah. to your point, like those roads were built by Afghani construction companies that yes. were funded by U.S. money coming and in. And so it's just all money coming page. in. Yep. Yeah. Nah, and, that, and that's how people learn other languages and they learn different things and they learn different trades. And so it's like it was the unconscious benefit of like we weren't trying to do this, but we ended up doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fuck it, because I don't think that that was their goal out there to ever help in that kind of situation. I oh, think. Uh-uh. But you got to also think. So now here's like the other the other side of the fucking coin. Why you fucking come in right now and do this to again a country that's been in existence longer than America has. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? By you coming in and involved in this, yes, while you have all this progression going, you got a whole different group or a whole, even however small it may be, yeah. it's just breeding anger towards y'all coming into our country. Cause you, ask, you know what I mean? You ask, like, honestly, like, and this is just from my YouTube Wikipedia research. <laughs> my <laughs> Vice documentary research. <laughs> I was like, I mean, from what I've seen, right, like, to me, the Afghan opinion of, or like the Afghan citizen living in, Af- in Afghanistan, right, the their opinion of the U.S. presence there is, like, negative. Like, they want them to fuck off. Of course. Right? Mm-hmm. And, like, there's actually, like, a lot more... There's there's more Taliban support on the ground in Afghanistan than you may think. Oh, I believe I'm it. I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? I believe Just it because... simply they co- because of the disdain of the Americans. And it's because they're there. Yeah. They're in it. So maybe they're terrorizing the area, but it's just like the way you can think about gangbangers in the community. Think gangbangers in Los Angeles or Oakland. Maybe they terrorize the area, but they also bring money to the area. They host cookouts. They uh, they bring protection. You know, there's other things that come outside of that. They bring money into the area. They fix basketball courts. It's like, like yeah. it's like, and I feel like that's the same case. There's negatives and positives. Like, their negatives are extreme, like right. The Whereas, the day, they're terrorists. We're right? on the yeah, outside yeah, yeah. looking terrorists. in, so we can't. We don't know your needs. But if that at makes the sense. end of the day, we could never even at know because we at haven't the, lived where they exactly. Live. At the end of the day, they're looking out for the local, everyday mm-hmm. Afghan cam- community more so than the U.S. government ever will be. Of that, course, uh, yeah. And so, at the end of the day, there will always be a little more support for them than there will just be. off of that. Just aspect, off the fact, yeah. Like, yeah, the issue is is that it's just the extremists of them. Exactly. They go. It goes too far. And that's where it's just like, damn, like, 
and that's really what happens with and a, that's what a group of people that's who what they ride on as an excuse to end up putting they it's kind of like the same shit we were talking about earlier with the fucking uh in libya you know what i mean the u.s came in helped them overthrow that dictator and then fucking Gaddafi. yeah you know what i mean now it's in a worse situation than it was when he was well it's the same shit that happened in iraq we, we overthrew saddam yeah. yeah saddam was shitty but like what the fuck are we in there for and like it's like now that's that's if saddam was there right now in 2021 there would be no isis that's a fact yeah I agree. At least he would have run his shit. But. That's a fact because because Iraq because he ran it like a sh- tight ship. Because he wasn't after, really after Saddam died, right? Did, there was like did. anarchy. There was no government <laughs> he did, there. Like a tight motherfucking. He ran shit, it like bro. a tight ship. He ran it and like I, there was no government there, right? Like ISIS formed as like a result of there's still U.S. presence here. We're a Muslim country. Let's they follow hardline ideology. There's no fucking government here, so fuck it. Let's just we got all these weapons circling around that are. From the U.S. Yeah, that the we can buy. Yeah, a bunch of weapons in the U.S. Like the Taliban right now, bro. Like They're heavy machinery. All these AKs that they're fucking carrying and all these rocket launchers and shit, these are fucking manufactured by Raytheon and fucking like yeah. all these gun manufacturers here. And that's why war don't stop, bro. Because all these fucking guns are in circulation and it makes more money for these. Yeah, it's... Yeah, what you gonna do? Cut you know, off an entire economy? The Secretary of Defense right now, Biden's Secretary of Defense, we, we like, we're praising Biden for hiring the very first secretary of defense in U.S. history, which he is. But, like, he was also a former, like, board member at Raytheon. So it's Which is the gun manufacturer. I damn, I didn't even know that. And so we send a fucking whole platoon to fucking Afghanistan. Guess who's still a holder at fucking Raytheon? You already know who he is. The dude at the top of the fucking military. So, of course, he's hiring the big contracts and every... And that's why... And that's why when Donald Trump really got into politics... Why don't fucking vote, bro? I knew... I knew it was just... Business and politics are so synonymous. The corporate world is so political, political that it's just everything like, is corporate. America's a corporation. That's it's a corporation. All, it, that's a great way to put it. It, it is. 100%. It's like it's, it's very. It's like how do you beat that? Why do we have a forty percent obesity rate? A forty percent obesity rate is fucking absurd, man. Absurd. Like the next closest country is at like thirteen percent or some shit. <laughs> and it's like, bro, that's like, crazy. why is that? Because like corporations like mcdonald's and fucking i mean but you gotta also think mm. it's like, they lobbied the politicians i had a mcgrill this morning it was bomb but even outside that the goal, like, are fire. Like, like pete mcdonald's bro just yeah. even like it all goes back to their marketing you know what i mean shit you can get one you can get one burger for what 295 you can get a burger and fries for three something or you can get this with a drink they package it in a way that you end up looking at it like oh i'm getting more for my money when at the end of the day it's well, like all this really it's just, just all excess thinking it just goes back to oh we grew tobacco we grew rice with your slaves and now, okay, we let you guys go, but like we still own everything, so we're just gonna make the next corporation to fuck you guys up, and the next corporation to fuck you guys up. Because if we're not gonna make tobacco, then we'll get into another space that's just as bad. Whether it's fast tobacco food, tobacco industry has been victimizing generations of black people, or whether it's drugs, the prison incarceration. So it's like you guys already had like this all planned, and everybody makes seem like black people and minorities are so. Crazy. Paranoid. It's like even and just it's think like, about, come on. Even just think about the tobacco farms back then in the 1800s. To what we have now, a liquor store in every corner, in every underprivileged community that's selling menthols, right? Like and a 99 cent store that you expect people to buy their produce from. And not that 99 cent store produce is bad at all. I shop at the 99 cent store, but is that all we're gonna offer people? Come yeah. on. No, I don't see no Whole Foods in the hood. No, like. Any, any, any of the worst the neighborhoods that you ever drive through, you won't see no restaurant. Like you won't see like you won't see a sit like down, maybe a red like, lobster up at the corner, maybe an so Applebee's, up, like Golden Corral every now. And then. <sighs> like shit is so backwards out here, and it's like, to me, it's like 
you can almost see it right now to where like as a society we're like going backwards like think about when it's you were a, a kid it's right? like a hamster wheel when you were a kid yeah. like think go, think back to 2004 right you were like nine years old yeah you weren't like politically in tune or nothing, but you were old enough to like kind of be aware. Of what's I was old enough to get in an argument. Right? Didn't it seem like we were like racial tensions in America weren't even a thing back then? Until nine eleven, are we talking pre nine eleven? No, no, like until like because nine eleven. I'm talking to, like two thousand four. I'm talking about like racial tensions between like black and white people. It wasn't really that much animosity like there is right now. No, no, it was towards it was towards everything the that has to do with been that. There, but yeah. Um, no, it wasn't. I feel like the the with black people, it's been more in the last ten years. First, we could live amongst each other more like openly. Back but then. that's because we're educated. Yeah. Our not our not my parents, not y'all's parents, but it's. I hate to say it, just like y'all, y'all. You know, I'm not even gonna say this because every time I hear somebody not of the millennial age or the what are we Gen Z Gen Z or Gen. Yeah. Uh, I'm well, just gonna say I'm a, I'm a millennial. I think I'm a millennial. Yeah. Nah, we're the one right before. I think Gen Z. But we're millennials because I was five <laughs> years old, so I'm a millennial. <laughs> I so, think Gen Z is like '96. Yeah. But who cares? Who cares? Yeah, All I'm gonna say is, is that I think that we're looked at as, you guys are uncontrollable and you guys learn things too fast. And you guys are lazy and you guys are this, this, and that. So when I think about the next generation on why we didn't grow previously, it's because they still had that same. Jim Crow mindset because they grew up in that time. Yeah. And now that we're seeing those people are getting older, we've been educated. I've always been in a mixed area, if that makes sense. We've always been in a mixing pot here compared to our parents it just who were took- in more of a standard, this is what you're down with, this is what's okay, this is not what's okay, whether that's, that's religion, whether that's from where you were living in the area you were living in, or because you're a woman, or, or cult- any kind just, of culture. I mean, I, to me, it just felt like People were more tolerant back then. Like, if it just felt like shit was more integrated. Shit was more integrated because you didn't have you didn't have the just internet. In the you didn't 2000s? have just and like we could yeah. Then you got to think if we go back to the nineties, then it wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like we're really talking about like. But like my, my like the point I'm saying is like, bro, like we're moving backwards as a society, and a lot of that is because of the bullshit America's been involved. Like war is just one even like that's like like ten percent of the bullshit we're involving ourselves in right now. Bro, I think all the different saying, wars. Hey, were, what you saying about going backwards? I would agree in the sense of, I think now going back to what you said about, you know what I mean, people getting more educated, specifically black people, specifically minorities. Minorities. Why do you think the term woke isn't a thing anymore? Or people like want to get rid of it because more people are woke. More people know what the fuck is going on or questioning the government. So, but even outside the government, going back to what you're talking about, like racial tensions, it's coming back because now it's going back because now America has to address its past history. Yeah, we can't just skate past it. put it off, yeah. You like this is happening, and and you when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, this what five five to ten years of like this tension that people are Karens are bitching about now is nothing compared to four hundred years. Now it's like you got a whole batch of people that are educated on the past yeah, and that yeah, want to make a right, and it's like, yeah. So now you feel in some sort of pressure because you're because of the color of your skin or you're just a white bitch that you got to listen but to like, this. Let me, let me, Motherfuckers have been dealing with this, this shit forever. This. That's why it's going back. I'm not saying like. I'm not saying that to say racial tensions were easier back then. And no, no, no now I'm uncomfortable saying. and I don't want it to be like that. I'm yeah, not saying yeah. that. I'm just saying like. In 2004, you it, it wasn't now, like you, that. You notice it. It's not like this. And my point is, is that the regression of American society is starting now. But yes. it has to happen. Yes. yes. And it, it, it's it, a full circle. Yeah. It has to go back. It's like, it, that's like 
Exhibit A, basically. Is what we're I'm in the modern and days. We got, and we got my bad. And we got social media. And yeah. we're in so the modern. That's just like triggering. It exposes it. everything. We're in the modern day civil war. Like we're in like a modern day mobile Zoom call civil war. Where if, it's if the civil like, war was like a civil war, yes. the civil war was a Twitter war for the keyboard warriors. That's what we're in because right now. Because one thing you're gonna see is all the toxicity on the internet. <laughs> keyboard warriors. Oh, the keyboard warriors. Listen, yeah. the Google if doctors. Robert E. Lee was was. They had viral tweets. That's what the Civil War would be in 2021. The Google doctors are ridiculous. You guys and your fucking CMOS. You know what I read this morning? CMOS. You know what I read this morning? That should have been at five Hold on. I'm about to press these bitches. Let me tell you about y'all CMOS ass having Mm. natural loofah, Mm. making y'all own oils. Bitch don't know nothing about no oils. (laughs) Got me putting fucking hair grease on my face, talking about exfoliation. Y'all bitches. (laughs) I just read this article today about newborn babies being in the ICU because you guys think you can feed your babies hemp milk and sea moss fresh out the wound. Be exfoliating with motor oil. No, bitch. Don't do your that for your baby. <laughs> you stupid hoes. Like, what? Your kid need help. You know what's crazy? People read one thing and think it's like, all right, I need Bro, to model my life after this way. <laughs> your kid need health insurance. Time out. The sea moss, y'all gotta stop it. The chlorophyll hey. water, chill, bro. It's like, bro, first of all, I'm not going to the grocery store and buying CMOS ever. I only okay? drink so alkaline right water. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. What, what do motherfuckers do to do with the CMOS? I have no clue. They say it adds like five years to your life. But now, what are you supposed to do with it? Just eat you it? You're supposed to eat you it. put it on like toast. <laughs> <laughs> you put CMOS on your avocado toast. Avocado is CMOS toast. That sounds like some bullshit. Hey, I'm sure it's at your brunch tomorrow. Yeah. Like, come on. Brunch on Sunday. Shout out to Nas. <laughs> Sorry, I, y'all y'all made me mad, ladies. Yeah, but if you're really trying to live healthy, man, just, get, just eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or some shit. That's like you don't got to do all this bullshit that everybody's You saying. just don't have to do like things you just saw on the internet. That's the thing. It's like everything is so fake from you guys even being on TikTok, like making videos, like that shit's all fake. And so it's hard for me to indelve in everything being an act. Like nothing's like natural See, like funny. you saying that is, to go back to the earlier point, you saying that like solidifies the fact that we're millennials, not Gen Z. Yeah, I mean, bro, you know Gen, Gen Z like, can't acknowledge that. No, they can't. They don't know nothing about they can't. that. Yeah. I mean, bro, so Gen Z, it's like you were two. No, no, you were like six. I'll put it this way, bro. Like, I have a younger sister. seven when the fucking shit turned. I, have a I sister, got a younger sister, too. She's two years younger than me, right? Yeah. So, like, we're around the same age, right? She's 24, and I'm, like, about to be 26. So, like, but we're y'all the same really age. Grew up in but, like, our was, mind, no, we grew up in different times. She was born in 97. Like, like, her outlook is a lot different than mine, bro. Like, and I feel like what, that's what makes I've always her been a little more old. That's what her. makes her a millennial. No, because we're also very gadget savvy. We are but, up on everything. But you have to think that all came through our adolescence, not at the beginning of our adolescence. I don't know. I had a computer at home for a long time. But you also do remember not having a computer. Let yes, me put it this way. Let yes, me put it this yes. way to you. We got, put, we're right on the cusp. We're right that, on the cusp. It's, it's tougher. Like, it's tougher for the newer generation to separate reality from the internet and their pocket phones yes but the older generation is still stuck on the old shit yeah but like right but in the like middle, for the older generation that's, it's that, it's easy to like compartmentalize we're like right in the middle because the old heads they're starting to get into like they're not even too much older than us but if you go three four years older than us their whole mindset is very different about the music they listen to and about but where they're going and that's different though because you have to think people that are three four years older the same way how you said Yo, yo, sister's two years young and y'all got different mindsets. Somebody, somebody who's 93, you know what I mean? By the time you're five, they're already eight. You know what I mean? Listen, me I have sister... more in common with somebody born in like 89 than I do with somebody born in again, like 2000. Motherfuckers born in like 92, mm-hmm. 93. 
they grew up with people older in the 80s. I feel like I can just speak on both. Like, I know some... Well, I have a younger sister, too, though, that's cool as fuck. So, like... And she's very mature. But that's so I can with y'all, though. Yeah, true. So, that's a 2001. Yeah, so shout out to my brother, her, 2001, baby. I'll give them their <laughs> props because they're aware of older stuff, but there's still some stuff where I'm like, you didn't, you wasn't around for that. But that's why, like you say, I'd rather kick it with somebody in the 89 range because I grew up listening to Tribe. I grew up listening to that kind of... 90s late 80s early 90s hip-hop and rap yeah and then also plus like i just like feeling like the young boy i don't want to be the og yet oh, <laughs> you know, know what me? i mean i'm I don't always wanna... like i'm the baby Man. i don't want niggas calling me big bro oh yeah i'm not really with you for that shit yeah i feel that i just feel like we got a lot more uh we can speak on the times where phone weren't running thing we can speak yeah, exactly. on the times. i had a brick phone Bro, we can I had a sidekick. We can speak but on even the time. We just had to knock on the door exactly. and see if somebody could come out. We can or talk on that time. Or call somebody yeah. on the house phone. Hey, yeah. can I, you know what I mean? So to we me, got that, the, that makes us like the last. They like to the, the last, Ex- yes. No, no, not the last bunch of the millennials. That would be the oldest of the millennials or the last of the Gen Z. The last of the Gen Z or the oldest, the oldest oh, the of millennials. Other way around. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because we barely make it. Like if we were born in '96, I don't think it would be the no, same. No, we wouldn't. I, I don't think it would be the same at all. Yeah, we're like we're like we're like mulattoes. Because you got to think. Put it this way: What's it called? MySpace was popping in 04, 05. That time we were in fourth, fifth grade. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's where we're at. Right the peak. You, you know what I mean? So it's like being in fifth grade, having a MySpace. At the end of the day, when you were in fucking elementary school, we didn't need them fucking MySpace. My MySpace but at profile the time, was it was easier to justify a fifth grader in your own mind. Like my, my dad bought my ass when he found the MySpace. It's oh. not that it like they justified, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Versus you in third grade trying to get a MySpace. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, of course. It just it, it, it's different. Yeah. So somebody born in '96 would have just been right off of all of that. You yeah, know what I, I mean? agree. Damn, times have changed, but now everybody in third grade got a Twitter. Bruh. <laughs> I, you know shit. what people be making uh, baby pages and like I respect it but I'm just kind of like and you could tell it'd be like I, I can low-key tell from the caption if, if it's the pops or the mom running the account Isn't, yeah. what, what would pops say uh, pops would like yeah. like try to limit the cute you shit champ. you know try to limit the emojis pops is gonna put the sports page up that's what yeah, pops gonna yeah. do man. pops yeah. gonna make the athlete page from the jump pops oh, yeah. is gonna put oh, yeah. a lot of pics of uh, you know little man and pops <laughs> in a pic together yep me, me and my dad I love him so much it's funny because like I, nigga like you're <laughs> It's one of those once he gets older, like man, you made me look like such a cornball. Yeah, like, and I had to I grow up into this shit, man. shit. I had to use the same fucking account. That's Go look funny. at but, Ben Wallace has a kid who's like fourteen. Yeah. Go look at his IG page. No. Ben Wallace still runs that shit, dog. That's you think? Funny. I swear to God, bro. Just look at Ben Wallace's IG. You'll find like a pic of him and his son. He'll tag him in there. Just check out his son's page. No, is it that bad? I'm scared. It's gonna get into an argument pretty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of Ben Wallace, you know what I mean? What? Yo, motherfucking Lakers, bro. You already know. Shit, I'm, I'm calling it right now. They went in the chip this year. All I'm gonna say they is we we trimmed the fat. We brought back the oldies. You listen. You got Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Davis, uh, Trevor Ariza. You got all the little. That sounds homies. like that sounds like at least four injuries by the time the second round of the playoffs. Okay, you know, and you want to know what, Waleed? I was thinking the same thing today. I was just like. And then we're gonna be here again next year. Like, man, if, we, if our whole team was healthy, if our whole team listen, was healthy, nothing happened. Y'all know how Lakers get down. We build a team in one year, we win the champ, and then that team gets blown up. Y'all yeah. know how we can. We LeBron can do like, it. nah, this ain't work. New team. New team. So, Reshuffle the deck. Yes. If, if everybody, if, as soon as you get a couple major injuries, it's over. Even outside of that, I'm not going to lie, bro. Somebody who pissed away their fucking legacy bag was fucking Kyle Kuzma, bro. He could have really, like, he had, he literally had himself set up to be a Laker, uh, like, one of the Laker great, like, six man type players. You know what I mean? 
You could have been a great fucking Robin, bro. Well, but the, the one time motherfuckers needed you to show up, brick. The thing I like about the Lakers Clink. and the great thing about being a Laker fan is that even when people leave, the they still about being come a Laker back. Fan. Oh, they is it easy back. having those every, seventeen like, rings? Every, every former player is connected rings. to the Lakers. We got eighteen, seventeen Listen, somehow. I think. Do we have eighteen or seventeen now? I think eighteen. I, I think, think we have eighteen about the last one. But it's it's pretty much just like. We know that even if I let you go, you're going to become better. Think about your Brandon Ingrams. Think about those kind of players that once we sent you off, you got to develop in a place where you got the ball more. You got to do what you want to do. And it's like, to a certain extent, Brandon Ingram and Alonzo and Josh Hart and all them, even Julius Randle, to Randall. an extent, they'll always be tied with the Lakers somehow. Yeah, you always so, think Lakers when you think of those So players. what's going to end Jordan up happening? Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, yeah they're going to, they're gonna, because the Lakers also put them in a position where you're on a big stage with a lot of money coming into a big facility. It worked out so, to where it's like, look, we value you as players. We think you're very talented. We believe in you. But we just need to win right now because we have LeBron. Like, I'm sorry. That's all it is. You but, guys, and you and guys, now they're all in positions now to where they could succeed as NBA players. You guys develop, yeah. and then if you but need to come back, just think about how many people are like... a great job in the draft, though, like, as the, far as forming a team. Like, like the past five so years, hard, yeah, I will give you all that. Yeah. Because just think, it's so hard to develop a team and think that all these stars are going to shine on the same team, and that's not really how basketball works. Thanks. You've seen so many players like James Harden continuously get better as he goes to different teams. Or LeBron James, like I will say, he continues to change his game and continue to get better. But nah, you, you can't put LeBron in that category. He's in a separate category. Of course he's in a separate category. Nah, he's, because it's one of those, the teams get better with LeBron. You know what I mean? The teams do get better Je- with LeBron, but LeBron from Cleveland first time to Miami to back to Cleveland, yeah, but that was, he was a different beast. But that was just all LeBron. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying like a, your own personal, like you. Like, but I'm saying with a Brandon Ingram, him going to a new space was good for him to be at a new space because that helped his development. LeBron, going to Miami Miami was still in the finals I feel you know what I mean it's not really about his development it's just kind of how he changed yeah he changed as a human but these teams are still in the fucking hunt for the finals I'll keep it to the youngins like Julius Julius Randle you know what I mean even you can even say I mean I don't know about my boy Russ but I'm not really a big fan of that trade or that that pickup Westbrook I just like it. I just Russ. Russ is so LA. He belongs in LA. You he feel me? He belongs in LA, yeah. but I just and not in, a Cl- not in a Clippers jersey. He belongs in a Lakers. Inconsistent. I, if I YG you, was but... a basketball player, he would be Westbrook. It almost feels like it's, to me, honestly, like as an outsider, Lakers. Like, I'm not a Laker. I hate the Lakers. Okay, with a passion, I'm a but fan. I love. Him. I but love like y'all. Westbrook, it feels like bro. it almost feels like it was meant to be. Like he's supposed to be a Laker. Facts. You know, I feel like you guys will fix him. So like to a certain, it'd be like a good marriage. LeBron's about to fucking win a ring with Carmelo and Westbrook. He's gonna go down and Westbrook. Westbrook, Westbrook is 32, then, bro. Like, know, he's at an age to where, like, he's an NBA Then come veteran. back to Cleveland. We're going to draft Bronny. And then we're going to win a chip. And he's going to retire, Westbrook bro. Westbrook like has seen it all. To. He's seen it all. He's lost. He's been MVP. He's been to the finals early in his career. Average a triple-double three out of Westbrook. four seasons. He's, he's, he's at a phase now in his career to where I think he could, like, shift his game for the better. Facts. I'm Especially playing around LeBron. Facts. I'm interested to see how Brooklyn will come into this next season and what kind of chemistry they'll have. Oh, they running through the East. I'm sorry. I mean, we they said are, that last time. Nah, no, no, no. They but, ran through him, but, but like, nah. But this time you get a full season together. Yeah, bro. Yeah, but it's y'all like sometimes, know I think Kyrie's a diva, so like Kyrie's I a, a hard goat. Time. I think all Kyrie superstars are divas, goat. and that's why all the superstars. There will be no Kyrie slander on this podcast. <laughs> Fuck Kyrie, bro. That man single handedly hit the greatest shot to win had, the best um, championship in NBA slumber. history. <sighs> <laughs> Oh yeah, he, he he do get down with y'all. I now. forgot to talk about y'all bitches and y'all sage. That's oh, the next man. one. Oh man, we back y'all to the bitches and the sage. Well, Kyrie walking around the court with a sage. Y'all know how I get. Y'all know how it goes. <laughs> hey man, you trying to get the bad be vibes. Kyrie drinking his sea moss. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kyrie, funny though, bro. Like 
Carry so corny sometimes. <laughs> it's just like, well, if I wanted to go to my sister's birthday party, I'm going to go to my sister's birthday party. I'm like, Kyrie. He'd be on IG. You were like, supposed to be at practice. doing yoga and shit. Like, bro, what you, you follow doing? him on bro, IG. Just, I'm sure he'd be singing Drake. Bro, he just be vibing. Y'all be singing Bro, bro, he's, he, he just comes off as very pretentious. And I know a lot of people feel this. He comes off like a, as a, he comes off very like Dennis Robin, but don't party and has no reason to even be the, feel exactly. the way he does. Like, I just feel it's like. Hey, I mean, like, I know how his personality would be if I met him. You got the greatest. He'd be standoffish. He'd be like ready to go. He's the person. He come in, handle it, bro. Like, like you can't. How, how like, you gonna be mad at a man that wanna just come in, do his job, go home, and do his listen, family? Listen, I'm a Kobe fan. Kobe wasn't fucking with nobody. Kobe wasn't chit chatting and bullshit. Yeah, it's like, bro, everybody could do that, but you can still come off like a dick doing that. But no, but the only just only reason just do my job. Thought Kobe was a dick for a long time, but Kobe just one ring, so it's different. Jordan was a dick, but it was different. You know what I mean? No, Kyrie's dramatic. It's not really being yeah, a dick. He, he, he it's he a different crying kind of media drama. Like, he was in front of the media crying. He's always talking about something that has nothing. I mean, you know how the, the whole shut up and dribble, I get it. Everybody should be able to talk. But Kyrie be on there and they'd be like asking just, him something I'm just, simple. I'm over simple. NBA players whining at the podium. I'm just, I don't <laughs> see that shit. And Kyrie's the biggest culprit. I just feel like if we're going to play, then I think we should. Y'all canceled a basketball game? Great. Yeah. So I get Y'all the, stop playing for the media. Game? The media. The media asks stupid questions. Yes, that's part of it. But everybody has an aspect of their job that they don't like doing that they have to do. And like there's serious. there's things that I do in my job every day that I'm like this is fucking bullshit. Like I should fucking do something about. It, but I don't. And I just fucking just fucking sit there and do it. The only just like way, the majority of NBA players. The only way you cannot like, do that is if you're. And a Naomi Osaka, or if you're a Serena Williams, or somebody and who plays like, in, and somebody plays an individual sport that is willing to take the pay cut because they get paid exactly. per Man. tournament per game, oh, they and they can do that. When you're Kyrie, playing for the Kyrie NBA, Kyrie blew up and immediately got a big head. Oh, I don't want to play with LeBron the anymore. Trade me. It's like nah, you, nah, nah, nah. Hey, 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 hold on. Not to cut you off. That whole shit. It wasn't even he didn't want to play with LeBron. You got to think. You just hit the fucking shot to win the fucking series, right? And to win a chip for this organization, they never want to ring. And your name is in trade rumors? Come on now, bro. This team that drafted you. That's that, LeBron's team. Fucking deal with it, bro. You're you a grown okay, man. You're, you got it. Bro, I what don't do you mean? think they should have had him in trade talks. You, but, that's an organization. If you're in trade rumors, but though. I feel like you, he should have trusted that what? that wasn't the fact because you're the number two player on the team. Why but, do you think you were going to be traded? Not even rumors. Like He was actually being disgusted. Like, you know what I mean? And that's the reason why there's been a lot of superstars that are more talented than Kyrie that have been in trade rumors that haven't blown it up like he did. I don't want to hear it. Like who? I don't want to hear it, bro. Like who? Name one person that have been in trade rumors that that got up and left, or what's what's the scenario? That 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 been in a situation like Kyrie's that like was a number two on a team. Isaiah Thomas, D Wade, D Wade, LeBron contract. They underpaid him. Pat Riley basically essentially Isaiah told Thomas him, got the team though. all the way to the finals, didn't he? And got the boot. Bro, D Wade is different. This man won a fucking ring his third year in, and then on top, like D Wade. D Wade was in the same situation Kyrie was in. LeBron came over, took over his team. Like the next season, they gave LeBron the fat contract. They didn't have enough money left over well, for D Wade, who was the player Wade, they drafted. LeBron and Wade. D Wade sucked it up. Bro, LeBron and Wade are friends. That's a whole different dynamic. I mean, but I feel like even if we are friends, where's my money? Like just because we're friends exactly. doesn't mean that But no, that I, I, I feel you on that. But that just speaks to D Wade's relationship with LeBron. Well, no, D Wade left co- the team after that. He went to the fucking Bulls, but he didn't make a big media fucking fiasco about it. True. 
But bro, okay, that's True. a whole different situation. LeBron wasn't at the, wasn't it's on the same exact No, situation. LeBron wasn't on the team when D-Wade left. This was when this was when they were doing the whole rebuild situation, going through their draft like their little dry spell. I just think This that... was after Bosh okay, so left. it wasn't LeBron, it was Bosh. They ha- they gave Bosh that fat contract before he had the fucking blood clot, right? That's not when fucking uh, Wade left. Wade left after he had the blood clot. No, shit. no, no, no. They gave Bosh the contract for the like after the blood clot after LeBron left. So they were going to build around Bosh and Wade, but they gave Bosh the most money. So this is not about money, bro. This is about you hit the fucking shot. You won a championship, and now you're in fucking trade talks. But so what? But that's it's, probably the issue. So Wade wasn't in trade talks. Wade. Wait, my, my point is, so the fuck what? It's an NBA organization. Like I so, okay, it sucks, but you don't got to go crying to the media. It sucks, but you don't got to go Wait, so did Kawhi leave when he went to Toronto, or did he get traded? He got traded because he went and crying to the media. So that's if, a, if, is that a prime example? He took he took that team all the way to the but, championship uh, in yes, one year. Yes, yes, but Kawhi in that same category. Absolutely, I agree I with you. I think that's I'm exactly not, bro, what happened, right? Kyrie and Kawhi are not on the same go. Like Kawhi, Kawhi is a deep. Kawhi team. is on a fucking bottom tier goat level. Ha- you know what I mean? Oh. A lot of the you like, notice bottom you notice tier, pattern, right? You notice somebody somebody would have to stretch the hell Kawhi out of their Leonard's argument. For, on a, okay, you want to know what put Ky- what puts Kyrie on a bottom tier MVP talks is because he's just a point guard and he just has. He just has ball handling skills, so he can never oh. be top on a goat on on uh, all like around basketball. But, but nobody's ever arguing that he's just a fucking closer and a fucking the greatest handles so in history. So is Kawhi not the same? You're not gonna put Kawhi in goat talks. Kawhi's a closer. No, I said Kawhi's at the bottom tier goat. So talk. same with Kyrie. So they Kawhi, should be Kyrie's, the same. Kawhi's on a higher tier than Kyrie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, because Kawhi's because of bo- what he's done yeah. and his and his game Bro, ability. Exactly. But come on. No, but but Kawhi is bottom tier goat level. I hate when Kyrie. We do this. I forgot what we were arguing about. MVP level. I forgot what the okay. Okay, so let was. me wrap it up. This is what we're arguing about, and we're going to close it here. We're arguing that Kyrie... Oh. Ky- this isn't my show, but two I'll points. We can, we can add a third side. We can get a dice. Hey, this the, this the glue that holds it all together. Dice. The three coins. Pretty much what Ronnie is trying to say is that we can't call Kyrie a bitch for what he did because if I just made the game-winning shot, I shouldn't be in trade talks. I should be here to stay. Facts. We were trying to find a comparison of somebody else. I'm arguing that that man is still a vagina because. Oh yeah, uh, we're, I'm gonna get to the conclusion. <laughs> the, the conclusion is the best. We found another player who did something exactly the same, which is Kawhi Leonard, and he did not act like a bitch. No, he did act like a bitch. He he did not act like a bitch in the same way. He didn't start walking around the city with Sage. So, okay. Oh, what, the, bro? But he still stopped <laughs> he going to practice. You know what I mean? He, he started yoga in the locker room. <laughs> Oh my god, y'all! Listen, so, listen, y'all some petty <laughs> ass. Kyrie, Ky- hey, Kyrie played Janae Aiko in the locker room bro, show. Bro, bro, go shoot some fucking free throws and warm up. Yeah. Why are you? You know, the coach was sitting over there like, what the fuck is he doing? Kyrie he got a third eye tatted somewhere on his body. On his ass. Yeah, you know, you got a tatted somewhere. He got a little tramp stamp. <laughs> I'm done with y'all, bro. <laughs> yeah. That says high I'm power. I'm done with y'all. He got a little tramp stamp that says high power. Kyrie probably done ayahuasca. Oh, a little hit of DMT. <laughs> but no, okay. Let me drive my final point home before we close out. Drive it home. You know, it's a pattern of like, we talk about diva players, right? Like Kawhi, mm-hmm. uh, Kyrie. We even talk about shit. We talk about the Lakers. I'll even put like AD in there. AD fucking forced his hand out of fucking. Yeah, he's pretty Pelican. loud. Harden, and he didn't do nothing for him. And Harden did the same thing, right? Yeah. All these players are what? Injury fucking pro. Yeah, of course. So if you're a diva, that means you're just not there for your team as much, probably. You're probably not showing up to as many practices. Yeah. Which means your body's not as fresh. And then you end up getting injured more. All of these players and all their personalities, like the four that I just named, I could totally see as players mm-hmm. who just be like, oh, like, I don't really give that much of a fuck. I'm I just can, good. Like, I can I'm not see gonna, Kawhi being that player that just like... I'll just skip practice whenever like, I want to. He's like, oh, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Kawhi's probably that player that's like, oh, I'm hurt. I can't practice today. Yeah, like, I'm not... A, I'm like, I'm... 
Hey man, with Kawhi, it's just like, bro. Yeah. This man proved And Kyrie's home for like mental issues always. He's always like, all right, I need a, I need a self day. Hey, but he yeah. shows my up. My work life balance isn't Kyrie need a mental colliding. Day once a month, like. like <laughs> and then wants to get paid for it. Like, bro, if you just stop being a bitch, and just fucking, just go to work like the rest of us. <laughs> Every day I gotta stop being a bitch and go to work. Like, why don't you? Why can't you do the same? And you got millions, nigga. Like. The paycheck ain't enough incentive. Hey, that's big facts. That's it. That's the end of rent. Nah. Hey, to wrap it up, though, shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, shut up. Spencer Dinwiddie. So, what was the, what was the stock <laughs> the I The richest player into? you don't know, Cardano. Cardano. ADA. Oh, y'all know exactly what to say, so I got to get into Cardano. Cardano, ADA, y'all know what it is. Cancel Everybody. It. We said that shit in unison. <laughs> Cardano. 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 Nah, but for real, though, Cardano is literally... Chick, chick. Bro, they, they're positioning themselves to become like the economic or like the fucking payment staple in Africa. They're going to be like the African dollar. I mean... <laughs> the AD. Y'all, you know Africa uses just one currency? <laughs> the ADA. The African dollar for Africans. <laughs> but hey, on behalf of the Two Coin Podcast, it's your brother Waleed, and we signing out. It's your boy Ronnie. All right, it's your girl Tot. Yeah. Yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got pretty drunk and ranty towards the end. Oh man, this shit was a two-hour podcast, bro. We haven't been on for two hours, have we? Nah, we haven't. It's been an hour. <laughs>